This episode is brought to you by Accenture. A better you starts with better hydration. Accenture is on a mission to inspire people to do what matters most. Their proprietary ionization process transforms water from any source into ionized alkaline water, providing water that's 99.9% pure with a pH of 9.5 or higher. Essentia Overachieving H2O, the number one ionized alkaline water. Shop now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello there. Yes, it's it's me. It's Dave, and you're you're probably uh, tuning in to listen to our review of uh, the Nun too. And then you're also probably thinking, what's going on here? Uh, where's Rich? Well, sad news, uh, ladies and gentlemen, listeners. We have had a shocker of a week, and sadly, there will be no new episode this week. Uh, Rich again got COVID for the the fifth time. He seems to be collecting the variants like Pokemon at this point so he is resting up and should be back with us next week i've had a torrid time with my internet it cut out for most of the week so that's that's been fun so we had to dig around in our bag of tricks to see what we can give you this week and we've decided to give you a episode from our another slice subscription service it is our first ever episode of disenfranchised which is a premise of where we talk about films that were meant to have a sequel or a franchise somehow didn't if you like what you hear please subscribe to another slice check it out on another slice forward slash unequal sequel you find a whole heap of new episodes there so that's good anyway we will be back with you next week uh rich hopefully will be up and talking by that point (laughs) and uh, he'll be in a, a fit state to podcast anyway thanks for sticking with us um, oh, also today, we've been uh, nominated for the UK Independent Podcast Awards in the film and TV category with some superb other podcasts. So that was a, a pleasant surprise. So, um, yeah, that's great. Thank you for everyone for listening, for making that happen, really. Without you, it, we wouldn't be doing this. And without doing this, we wouldn't be in the awards. So anyway, I'm going to stop rambling on now. Enjoy the podcast. Uh, bye bye. The one is online, reviewing primary directives. Your pain, Major, has just begun. Hello, welcome to Unequal Sequel. Disenfranchised. Yes, you another slice listeners, this is another special just for you. Uh you're bloody lucky because I'm really excited by this. We are going to talk about films that should have been franchised, but then they were cancelled pretty much after the first film. Yeah. Uh, we're going to look our feelings, why that might have happened. We're going to look at the numbers that made that happen. Uh, and Rich is really excited about this because there is an absolute graveyard of these <laughs> films, it turns out. Uh, so many of them. And a lot of them are not all bad. Let's. I I would love to watch some of the good ones. <laughs> <laughs> so I've got a random thing. Dave's got a random movie generator. Yeah, and the first one that kicked out was Lost in Space, nineteen ninety eight. Let's listen to the the trailer. All fossil fuels are virtually exhausted. The ozone layer is down to forty percent. Every school child knows that our recycling technologies will cure the environment. Every school child has been lied to. In two decades, the Earth will be unable to support human life. The future of mankind... There's a lot of space out there to get lost in. ...is about to be placed in the hands of a brilliant scientist. You're off saving humanity. We can't compete. My only condition for accepting this mission was that we could bring the children with us. T minus one minute and counting. His family... This is Jupiter One. The Robinsons are all tucked in. We are ready to fly. And one man... 
Never fear. Smith is here. On his own mission. Destroy all systems. Farewell, my platinum-plated pal. Destroy Robinson family. We're in the children! What was the price tag you put on our future? We show you in the sun's gravitational pull. The hyperdrive. It can be thrown anywhere in the galaxy. Anywhere but here. Initiate. We're lost, aren't we? Now, of the millions of planets in the universe... That's not one of ours. The only one they're searching for... That's not even human. ...is the one called home. Nothing good will come of this. You being the expert on space exploration. No, trust me, Major. Evil. No evil. I'm detecting motion. My family is on this ship and you will follow my orders. You finished hosing down the decks with testosterone. I may have found a way to get us off this planet. I'm thinking this is your basic kiss for luck occasion. Thinking. It's not really your strong suit, is it? Ouch. Danger, Will Robinson. Danger. Yep, that was a very 90s trailer for the the Lost in Space in 98. It was um, rich. Oh, God. I fucking hate this movie. (laughs) I think you might have gone too early there. That wasn't going to be my question. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) I really hate it. I I hated it in 1998. Still hate it now. (laughs) Did you, because you are a bit older than me. Yeah. Did you go and see this in the cinema? I think I did, yeah. Yeah, it was about 17 when this came out. 16, 17. That must be absolute prime time for this film. 17-year-old Rich. Going to see a big, fun uh, sci-fi film based on a very famous TV series. And and the TV series had been re-shown on Channel 4, like like Planet Apes that we talked about. It got re-shown on Channel 4, so I'd watched a bit of the TV series. Didn't like the TV series as much as Planet Apes. It's quite camp, which is quite, quite camp and fun. And I think, yeah, this movie came along and it's like like Gary Oldman and Matt LeBlanc and, you know, Heather Graham and, and Lacey Charbet. Is it Charbet? Charbet. Charbet. From uh, Party of Five. So mean what, Girls. A young Jared Harris in it. Like, Well, we're going to talk about Jared Harris oh, later. Oh, yeah, we're going to so, talk yes. about Jared Harris, yeah, because that's... That is incredible. Oh, that's... that's... And the, 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 it's such a good premise, a strong premise, uh, synopsis. I'll read the synopsis. Well, it's basically one. Swiss Family Robinson, isn't it? But, but in space. In space, yeah. Yes. So the family, the Robinson family was going to space for a fight for a chance for hum- for humanity. Now they are fighting to live long enough to find a way home. Quite simply, Earth is dying and these people were chosen to go to a place called Alpha Prime, which was another Earth-like... Yeah, an Earth-like planet, essentially. Just go and start again. Start again, and there's uh, Mr. William Hurt as plays the John Robinson, and he's a very clever scientist and an arsehole. <laughs> and a bit of an arsehole. Mimi Rogers has his wife Maureen Robinson. She seems nice. Yeah, she's um, the only decent person in the film, I think, <laughs> apart from the kids. <laughs> apart from the kids. So, in '98, I never saw this in cinema. Uh, okay. I sadly, I saw this around my friend Kit's house. He had it on VHS. He always got new films. Kit, uh, it was a very okay. good time. There's a few films in '98. We had some good laughs. '98 was a good year for movies. I think. I think some oh, good movies well, out in '98. You hate this film, Rich. I now hate I'm tell you, this film. Like genuinely. I'm gonna say, I like. I I still think this film's quite fun. I remember at the time thinking this is cool. I I think really for cool. me, it's it's. Not not as fun and camp as the series, and not serious enough to be a serious movie. You know, it it falls in between those two cracks, and like it just doesn't hit either brief. Like it's an I just find it 
I find it hard to watch. Is it the Matt LeBlanc's one-liners? Matt LeBlanc's one-liners are fucking terrible. Like he's he's really bad and borderline rapey. Like he's like. Well, there's a reason why Matt LeBlanc probably didn't have a movie career after this film. Yeah. I can't remember Matt LeBlanc being in any other movies. Uh, no, no, I'm not sure I can either. He has stayed well into TV. It's Friends, almost like he's playing Joey in a movie. You know, he's like playing Joey in Friends and then Joey's got a part in a movie and then he's playing Joey being an actor, a rubbish actor. <laughs> I think that's a little bit unfair. Oh, I think, I think it's awful. Honestly, like, did you think it was awful when you first watched it? Yes, did you come out of it. Yes, think- I did. Yeah, I came out of it ha- going, "What the fuck was that? <laughs> like, Why? What's even, so, the what's first there? two minutes with Lenny James? Lenny James is in it, but the first two Weirdly, minutes Lenny with James isn't it, yeah. Lenny James and Matt LeBlanc, I was just like, "What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> like, this is ridiculous. It's so stilted and weird and." Obviously, the CGI stuff is quite new, and nobody nobody knows what to look at, and everyone's looking like in one direction, and stuff's happening somewhere else. And that is true. I that hate the not. fucking monkey thing. <laughs> <laughs> I just, uh, I just don't. Oh, no, no, I just don't like it. So you came out of that seventeen-year-old, and you thought, yeah. hopefully, I'll never see another film like that. Like this is this is meant to be a franchise. There's a lot here. They put a lot in this film to make it look like, okay, we're going to tell another story here. Yeah, yeah. Especially by the end when they, they use the hyperdrive again to land somewhere random again, but hopefully with the codes to, to Alpha Prime. I thought this was a really clever film, especially with the, the, the at the time, okay, I'm now a, a 30-year-old man and I can tell you that some of it is let down by the storyline. But the time travel stuff I really like. There's a whole, like, event horizon bit in the middle when they find an abandoned ship with the killer spiders well that's sort I, of the point isn't it i think it doesn't i think that's really great know what kind of movie it wants to be no i agree with that like it's 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 all over the place and the whole dr smith turning into a basically a giant spider like creature looked shit then, by the way. <laughs> looked rubbish then looks incredibly rubbish now uh, i mean i yeah, oh, I, Doctor Smith is supposed to be a a miserable kind of like bad a baddie character who eventually gets won over by a little boy, basically. Like right, Will Robinson well, that might have eventually in brings it brings him round. But in this one, he turns into a fucking half man, half spider. Like and, uh, but that's only the future bit. He still survives this movie. Well, yeah, but then what's what's with all that spidery stuff in his back still? Yeah, they don't they don't clear, they don't clear that. clear that's that what up, I think. They don't clear that up. He's still going to turn into a giant man spider. Not if like, they if the the sequel that never got made starts with him on an operation table and they just pop in. He's out the, the doctor. Who's going to operate on him? Oh, there's some very smart people on this this air this spaceship. Well, yeah, there's very smart people. Uh, you know, there's some very smart engineers in the world, but I'm not sure that they could surgically remove some spider poison from someone. Just pop them out. They're like zits, I reckon. <laughs> or put them into like a free biogenic freeze. Yeah, yeah. They there'll are be some start. convoluted bullshit. They'll get around it. And that's what this whole movie is, really. It's convoluted bullshit of pseudoscience and nonsense. I can't. Do you not think it was at least fun? I mean, okay, it is. It is way too long. So long. It's so <laughs> two hours, long. ten minutes. I like to watch it in two parts. Yeah, yes, me too. Me too. Like, and and maybe it's like, again, maybe it's a generational thing because I said mentioned to my wife who's a similar age to me, a little bit older than yeah. you, and and she was like, "Why are you watching that fucking awful movie?" <laughs> maybe in ninety-eight, I would have been. 13 yeah mate this was the shit and the the soundtrack and you know that song they play at the end the apollo 440 remix of the it, which at the time i thought was amazing by the way and now i listen to it back and it's awful <laughs> it's truly a bad remix of just a really bad dance tune with horrible quotes filtered through it yeah mainly yeah. matt leblanc yeah i thought it was cool i thought the cgi i liked a big dumb cgi film even then rich even then, 
See, I it thought was that fun. even even back then the CGI annoyed me. I think was the main thing. I I think if you can make Alien, <laughs> then okay. you should be able to make a decent fucking Alien movie in you know twenty years later. That's what is lets this film down is that every kind of alien, yeah, that yeah. They, the CGI, all monkeys, the aliens, spiders, <laughs> some of the explosions. Um, do you know what? Yes. Okay, I'll give you a list of what's bad about this movie. Oh my gosh! Do you want me to write these down? All the al- all the aliens are bad about this movie. All no, the, the spiders are all scary. All the dialogue is bad in this movie. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> the, the the plot, the general storyline is confusing and mixed and muddled, which is bad. I'm not even going to. Don't even get me started on the weird American dub of Jared Harris. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> what so is that about? Like, <laughs> oh, I don't know. I don't know. Heather Graham's like she's in a different movie half the time. <laughs> <laughs> it's, just, it's just rubbish. It's so rubbish. It does feel like she's a different movie. But I think the William Hurt as John Robinson's really well cast. I like William Hurt as an actor. I like William Hurt as an actor. And I like Gary Oldman as an actor, and I think this Gary Oldman is having the best time. He wanted to play an, a a bad guy, but a fun bad guy because he'd been doing Leon and so forth. Yeah, and, and I get that. Mouth or whatever. And I genuinely think it's one of his worst movies. <laughs> Not his one of his worst performances, but one of the worst oh. movies he is in. Like, see, I came out the end of this watching it, and I thought I can't wait to see the sequel. I really, really? was like, oh wow, I really want to. And then the year years crept past, and I was like. <laughs> Where's the, where's the where's my Lost in Space two? Where's yeah, Lost yeah. in Space two? Yeah, uh, and then I probably let go of it about two thousand and three. I'm I am pretty glad it didn't get a fucking sequel because it's a big old pile of toilet. I had hoped to take over the ship with this one of life's little irons. Let's try this dance again. You were the puppet. I'm the puppeteer. Do try to get it right this time. Robot, you will respond to my voice alone. Affirmative. Enable electric disruptors. <laughs> now that's a good gun, that you. Do you know who directed it? Uh, I do. Remind me. Stephen Hopkins. Now, Stephen Hopkins has had quite a career as a director. Because he he directed this. The film before this he did, he did a film called The Ghost in Darkness. Did he do Nightmare on Elm Street? He did Nightmare on Elm Street 5, The Dream Child. Oh, right, okay. But he also did Predator 2. Oh, okay. Well, this sort of makes sense. He's made some decent... The Life and Death of Peter Sellers. That, that was Wardy at the time. He's done a lot of TV. But The Ghost in the Darkness, great film. Not a terrible director. His career is pretty good, to be honest. And you know, Predator Two is a a a, a film. <laughs> That's what I'd say about this. Do you think he's had a good career? I can't. The Ghost in Darkness is a very underrated movie. Like the Michael okay. Douglas Val Kilmer of the, the ones Lion I've film. seen. Like Predator Two, that's no, not good. Nightmare on Elm Street Five, I haven't seen. I thought he did no. like more of them than that. Lost in Space. No, he did 12 episodes of 24. You see what I'm saying? He seems to be a better TV actor than he is a movie actor. You mean director? Director, sorry. That's what I meant. He's done a lot of TV. House of Lies, Californication, Shameless. Only three episodes of Californication, though. Doesn't he still doing it? Yeah. House of Lies, a lot of them. Uh, 24 Legacy, that never took off. The Fugitive TV series, I didn't even know that was a thing. No, true. I can't see anything that stands out to me there, mate, to be honest. What doesn't stand out for me before that is that this is a big, big CGI fest. Yeah, yeah, like, it is. You at this point, you needed someone who had worked with a, all those actors are basically in a green screen for the whole film. Yeah, yeah. There's no, I would say, there's no on location no shooting in any of this. Nope. It's like it's like um, Attack of the Clones, isn't it? It's full on. Everyone's in a in a green room. And there's yeah. nothing else. And you're quite right. They are looking at different things most of the time. There's yeah, yeah. there's no way getting around It's not that. even like the tennis ball on a on a stick thing. You know, they're just literally like going, Where, where's this stick? Where's the monkey? Oh, it's it's over to my right. No, no, it's over to your left. Right? Yeah, it's like, yeah. Didn't notice it when I was 13. Did not notice it. I just, <laughs> I thought it was really fun. 
Yeah, I did. I think that's one of the things that stood out for me, really, is how bad the bad the CGI and the actors I had mix. a crush on Heather Graham at that point. I thought she was great. Obviously, Friends was such a big thing at that point, and 98, I think. that You've been going for a few, fair few years. Hmm. Uh, so Matt LeBlanc was a big actor. You said he's awful in this. Like, he is awful. But I think, I think that's down to the script. I'm not... I think he tries quite hard. Do you? Yes. Do you, yeah, not I do. Think, do you not think every interaction he has with Heather Graham comes across as really fucking sinister? No. Nah. Well, it does only, to me. Like, they're the only two young people on the the, the spaceship, Rich. So. Well, they're not. They're the only two consenting adults, I guess. Apart that, from that the, aren't the already mom hooked and, up. Mum and the dad. Like, but I don't. But still, it's just like. I don't know. It's just off. It's just so off. Like, and the fact that she kisses him at the end is like, what? Why? I wanted like, to see more of it in the next one. I thought, no, were they going to be together? Are they? Oh no. Going to be hiding thing. from each other? What's the logic of sending a family off, or just just one family on its own off to the new planet? How are they going to repopulate a new planet? No, no. Okay, I can explain this. <laughs> okay. Right. By the time they get to Alpha Prime yeah. and set up base, the people on Earth would have completed the Mega Ring thing, right. whatever it's called. So once they get to Alpha Prime and do that, in that time, the people of Earth would have made the ring so they can instantly come back and forth. Okay. Well, I still massively feel sorry for like the 15, 16-year-old daughter who's like gonna grow up with basically her younger brother being the only like man of well now they're age. lost yes that's like, gonna be a problem well yeah uh, but even so like there's still gonna be years before they finish that ring thing right well no because they're gonna be in cryogenic freezing for a long time right okay. they weren't meant to wake up like an hour after the ship was taken off <laughs> they're meant to be frozen for a, a good while uh, once they, I think they does say how long it's meant to take till Alpha Prime, and right. it's meant to be years. Okay, Alpha Prime <laughs> <laughs> sounds like a bad Transformers ripoff. So I can't get right. I can't get why there's rebels trying to stop this happening. Uh, why do, I don't know. Why do they not want to save themselves? I don't think it's common knowledge that Earth is dying in two years will be mm. unlivable. Yeah. But if if they just told, hey guys, we have to do this, surely the rebels that are trying to blow up the ship at the beginning and who are paying Doctor Smith to kill everyone. I thought there was going to be a bit more of that, but what evil Doctor Smith or no, more no, rebels? more rebel kind of stuff, like understanding any of their motivation like you said well, like, that's why i don't what know what the their point? motivation yeah, is yeah. what is their motivation what are, what is the point of them like i just yeah like, surely they want to get these people to alpha prime so you can still be rebels apparently but, not uh, <laughs> and the best way of doing that is getting paying dr smith to go and change something on a robot so it kills everyone hey and the robot is the probably the most famous thing from the tv series right mm, robbie the robot yeah, yeah. and that's the same voice I yeah, something like that. They make they make it look like the TV series one halfway through, where they put the big glass head on it. That's a good nod, right? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I guess it is. Yeah, yeah, probably a little too late. Little too late. Can we um? Can we talk about Jared Harris now? Yeah, let's do the Jared Harris talk. Um, right. Brilliant maybe, actor, Jared maybe Harris. Maybe you can he? help me on this. Yeah, brilliant actor, Jared Harris. I'm sure he could do an American accent. I'm sure he could. Why the fuck have they dubbed him? Really badly dubbed him as well. Not even close. Like, the ADR is terrible. What is going on with that? Gary Oldman was the first member of cast to sign on, jumping on a chance to appear in a family film. Wow. Okay. There you go. Interesting. Wow. <laughs> Englishman Jared Harris stars an adult Will Robinson. Apparently, all of his dialogue was dubbed over to sound more American. So, he didn't sound American. You have to remember, this is quite early on, Jared Harris. Also, he's been with... He's Essentially, I can see the point that the kid has got an American accent, right? Mm. The kid, Will Robinson, has got an American accent. So, they might want Jared Harris's character to sound like he's got an American accent. But he has spent the last 35-odd years living with the only other human, I say human in inverted commas, as Dr. Smith, 
who has got an English accent. It would make sense that he would, de- you know, develop an English accent, wouldn't it? You didn't have to overdub Jared Harris at all. It says here, future Will's dialogue is entirely dubbed as Jared Harris did not have the vocal scale to complete the role. I don't even know what that that sentence means. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't the know. The vocal either. scale. He's a brilliant actor. He can do whatever. This episode is brought to you by Smart Food Popcorn. Some decisions aren't the best, like skipping ahead in your favorite podcast. Think of all the banter you'll miss, the lore in the making. Luckily, Smart Food Popcorn is a no-brainer. Deliciously tasty and available in a variety of fun flavors. It's a smart decision every time. Smart Food. Add smart. To learn more, visit smartfood.com. This episode is brought to you by Etsy. Sound the gifting panic alarm. You need to get an amazing gift. Wait, no, the perfect gift. Relax. Now you can use gift mode on Etsy. Gift mode on Etsy takes the stress out of gifting, so you can find the perfect item for anyone and any occasion. It's easy. Just tap or click gift mode on your Etsy app or Etsy.com. Then answer a few short questions about who you're shopping for and what they like. And Gift Mode instantly gives you curated gift ideas based on hundreds of personas. Now it's simple to find gifts made by independent sellers for all the people in your life. So whether you need a housewarming gift for the new homeowner or a birthday present for the pickleballer, Gift Mode has you covered. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try Gift Mode on Etsy now. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Is the future Will dumb because he doesn't... Is he meant to know that Smith is now a big spider-like being? Or does he just think... No, no, I'm pretty oh, sure he's he got knows. taller. <laughs> it's pretty obvious. His face it is, is black. <laughs> his, you know, his face is like black. He's and got, got claws like, for feet. Claws and yeah. like. And he thinks that's okay. Also, who made his who made Smith's suit? Like, where's his? Who's his tailor? <laughs> I think at this point, this is where the the, the plot starts uh, breaking up. <laughs> you think? Because <laughs> I really enjoyed, and it just keeps going from one disaster to another. Mm. If you want, I think. Yeah, the, but none the of bit... them have very high stakes, do they? Uh, the Event Horizon well, no, no, they mysterious did... lost ship that is sent is from okay. the future, well, which is cool. But the th- what I mean is like killer spiders. Old Doctor Smith, like future Doctor Smith, throws current Doctor Smith like down a cavern, and that happens more than once. Happens to be down. fine. Yeah, that <laughs> happens three times in this film. People get thrown away, and they think they're dead, and they're still not. And then they're talking about like the whole the the whole the, the big sphere thing is getting bigger, and they explodes. They won't be able to get back, and they get back. Like what's I just? But only for one trip, for one person. Yeah, so but that's why I mean he sends the others, the, dad. the others, not the dad. Like all the others. Well, get that's back, just getting they? out of the bubble. But then they don't get away because the smith the the the, the, the ship blows up they get hit by a but then meteor they, they get out the second time they don't they that's because he knows because he to go through back. the you've seen the future so he goes through the, the planet it doesn't make any sense <laughs> i have to say i'm i'm trying very hard i, I was hoping when you watch this be like wow i can't believe they never made a sequel dave uh but it doesn't sound like that i'm so that. glad they didn't make a sequel dave <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit of a weird one um it was released in America first, you'd be happy to know, on a yeah. 3rd of April. And this is back in the days when the UK did not get a release until the 31st of July. It's mm, quite a big, big jump, isn't it? We don't, I don't miss those gaps anymore. Do you want to know how much it made? Uh, I know its budget was about 80-odd million, I think. Which is a huge amount of money. It's massive. Yeah. It's a massive budget. They put a lot a lot into this thinking this was going to be a a big thing new line cinema this was just before Mm. well at the same point they were producing lord of the rings lord of the rings was being made in 98 wills had started to turn quite a lot right um so they're already throwing lots of money there yeah um budget was 80 million dollars lots and lots of money pg-13 runtime of two hours 10 minutes too long 
Too it long. is too long for an action adventure family sci fi thriller. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a lot of words there that shouldn't go together for a lot of things. <laughs> so, how much did it make then? Okay, it's domestic opening. It made 20 million just in the first weekend, I guess. Yes, yeah. Worldwide, yeah. 136. Well, I say 137 million. Is that to so, now, though? It's, so. well, I'm just reading what it says on Box Office Mojo. So. Okay. So, that's not enough to cover its marketing, then, is it? No. If you're looking at eighty million dollars, and you sometimes you say, I don't know if it still is, you've meant to double it for marketing, yeah, which is ridiculous, or at least another twenty million dollars. So you're looking at hundred million dollars. So it probably didn't make very much money then, especially around that time. I'm going to just gonna look at the best films of 1998. I, I in my, in my head, I feel like was Lockstock came out in '98, didn't it? Lockstock came out in '98. The Truman Show came out in '98. For some reason, it's showing me Deep Impact. Did that come out in 98? Apparently it so. Did. Yeah, it did. Oh, Bugs Life came out in 1988. 1998, sorry. Shakespeare in Love. That was a big one. Saving Private Ryan. Highest fame Grayson film is Armageddon of 1998. Yeah, Armageddon, yeah. S- Saving Private Ryan, Godzilla, There's Something About Mary, A Bugs Life, Mulan, Dr. Dea Luto, Shakespeare in Love, Lethal Weapon 4, and The Truman Show. That's the top 10. Nice. Now, to find Lost American in Space, History X came out in 98. That is, Lost in that Space was the 28th highest grossing movie that year. I wonder how that compares to budget, though. Uh, Step Mum Beat It, <laughs> The Horse Whisperer, Patch oh. Adams. Oh, Patch Adams is you've, a nice movie. You've Got Mail, Six Days, Seven Nights, Meet Joe Black, The Rugrats Movie. The Rugrats Movie beat this movie. But The Thin Red Line. That's a that the shit? That, that wouldn't make that much money. Oh, God. My, my worst movie ever came out in 98. What's that? Buffalo 66. I fucking hate it. I hate it so much. Oh, uh, one question, Doctor. You are at T-minus 50 seconds. Is there room in these tubes for two? There's barely enough for you and your ego, Major. Hey, don't sweat it, Doc. I do this all the time. Just drive carefully. So, why didn't it get a sequel then? Why didn't it get its franchise then, Dave, other than making... No money. <laughs> Obviously, the money. Uh, according to the screenwriter, if this movie did receive a sequel, it would have been about the family, Robertson family, making it to Alpha Prime. However, they discover that Alpha Prime is already populated with humans because they previously went through a wormhole in the first movie that sends them to the future. There'll also be a subplot with Judy Robinson creating a cure for Dr. Smith to prevent the spider infection from turning him into Spider Smith, and Penny ending up receiving the same color changing abilities as Black has uh i think it says also that all the actors signed on to a free movie deal right okay so i don't know if they're still signed up to that <laughs> <laughs> could you imagine <laughs> call matt leblanc back for <laughs> <laughs> a legacy sequel of lost in Zoe. obviously it's not gonna happen now they've had the netflix tv series have you ever watched that no no I haven't. i've never watched that either and partially because i'm so uh, a fan of this film and I want to see the sequel to this but I've never thought I want to watch more of anything else I've lost in space if you but if you watch this back now do you still like it then I watched it the other day uh, and I I enjoyed myself I had fun watching it yes wow okay <laughs> wow <laughs> I watched it when I cannot wait for this to end sure I'm now watching it with adult eyes and I can appreciate everything you say everything you say I'll agree with you <laughs> Literally ten minutes in, I was like, I cannot wait for this to be over. I thought, I thought <laughs> at the beginning went quite quickly. It's yeah. um, it's the bit between it's it for me. It's the the last act, which where it starts falling apart. It definitely falls apart. It falls apart even more then. Yeah. Yes, I like the bit. I like the setup of of the family being put on the jet. I like the what's happening there. I love the event. I keep calling it the event horizon bit. It's nothing like event horizon. What would be better is uh, for a final act. What would have, would have been better would have been Smith starting to turn into the spider creature and going a bit berserk in the in the ship, and then them having to find some sort of cure or something for him and or like freezing him like you say like and then that would have been a better 
end to the movie, I think. Do you think they they went wrong with the time travel bit? Yeah. Is that where you time. think? Big time. Because there's no mention of... Well, there is a bit of mention of there time travel. There is a travel. bit of I mean, the kid's, time, the kid's making it, isn't it? He's trying yeah. to... His school experiment. His school project is to make a time machine. But then... And also there's that Crazy. wormhole that opens up that, like, takes them through time to the... Because the, the ship's that, yeah, that, the future ship, isn't it? Like, that bit's not really explained. No. That first wormhole. I, I can't understand how they're making a wormhole... The second time, because they've got the big yeah. CGI thingy, my Bobby. But there. it just but so that... happens that that big, that him trying to make that wormhole is making random wormholes open up around the galaxy or some shit. I don't know. Okay, that uh, would make again, a little bit of sense, but no one explains that. No, they sort of mention it, I think. But anyway, like, <sighs> I I think apart from Matt LeBlanc, yeah, I think this is quite a well cast film. As in, I think the family core are not bad. I Their relationship I, between each other. I don't know. I feel like... like The costume was cool. I, I liked all that. The aesthetics. Do you and, think and, the again, costumes it, are cool? I think the costumes I are very in, 90s. I, like, I've I never seen... did in 98, yeah. I've never seen a spacesuit that has very pronounced boobs before. Like, that's <laughs> kind of like... Well, so, I and also, liked it, no, yeah. Doctor, yeah, you probably did. Doctor Smith's <laughs> CPR technique is fucking awful. Like he's supposed to be a doctor, and he's doing CPR on Heather Graham, and he's basically just hitting her. Basically, <laughs> like, do you know this is probably maybe what year was the Fifth Element? Uh, I don't know, um, but that can't be. That can't this be might be my first experience time. of. Oh, there it was. Fifth ninety-seven. It's not. This okay. is my second experience of Gary Oldman because obviously at this point I hadn't watched Leon or right. any of his other earlier films. Yeah, yeah, I watched I watched Fifth Element and he's quite a camp back guy in that. See, Fifth Element, I I I could have had a sequel to Fifth Element quite happily, I think, but not this. <laughs> I find that devastating. I find how would have you made it better? How would have you? What would have you done? Do you know what? Do you know I would have the the, the one thing I would have done to make it better. I would not have made it. Oh. <laughs> I don't, like, I don't think it needed making. I don't. It think... did because the TV series was a big deal. Was it? Yeah, I think it's. Uh, okay. I, obviously, I never watched it because I think I would have made it as ridiculously camp as the TV series. Then, if the TV series was a big deal, I'd have made it like a, a camp sixties. TV series of basically the Swiss Family Robinson getting shipwrecked. <laughs> <laughs> Did you listen, watch the whole credits? No, no, no. As soon as the credits started, I turned this shit off. <laughs> the, the, the music choices, like I keep going on about this Apollo Four Forty, which I will play at the end of this episode. By the way, lucky listeners. <laughs> This is what you paid it's, your extra money for, boys <laughs> and girls. It, it was this weird, uh, like. Everything was dance music, and it, it doesn't really go with the whole sense of the movie. No, none of it fits. It's very nineties. It is very nineties, but just none of it fits together. Like I don't know. I just yeah. In a year when we got Armageddon and space stuff, yeah. Um, I have to say, watching knowing now these are both from the same year. Armageddon looks miles better CGI-wise like the space stuff. And looks... I'm not a huge fan of Armageddon. I don't think Armageddon's amazing. I think it's okay. But compared to this, it's a fucking masterpiece. Armageddon's <laughs> great. <laughs> I mean, this made more money than Star Trek Insurrection. Did it? Yeah. Okay. That's what killed the Star Treks off for yeah, a, was, a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. True. To be honest. Hmm. Halloween H2O didn't make as much money as I thought. Wow. Yeah. I mean, if you compare this to Fifth Element that we talked about, which also had an $80 million budget. Fifth Element looks better than this as well. Fifth Element Element had the same budget as this movie and made $263 million. So more than double what this movie made. But Fifth Element had Bruce Willis at proper one of the peak Bruce Willis times. So there you go. That's that's one thing I'd do right at the start is not cast Matt LeBlanc. I know this is not a Fifth Element chat, but Fifth Element had had music that went with the film as well. Yeah, like, it's true. You're, true. You're right, Rich. Why am I listening to you? <laughs> because this, I, I don't think it's just me. I think a lot of people think this movie is bad. Okay, do you want to know? We'll go with scores quickly. IMDB, yeah. what do you reckon? Out of 10, 73,000 votes. Out of out 10? Of 10. 
5.2. Well, that's okay. it. Close. That's pretty low for, for IMDb just as well. On my, I've just clicked on rot, uh, Rotten Tomatoes. Okay, rot, Rotten Tomatoes, or uh, that great institute that we yeah. rely so heavily upon. Thank you. Um, <laughs> I seem to remember, because this is around the time that I used to buy like film magazines and stuff, I'm pretty sure this was panned critically. I don't think it did very well. Talking about that, I, I was in CEX yesterday, yeah. right? And uh, I found the box for Lost in Space on DVD. Yeah. Uh, and you know the movie quotes they have on the back? Mm, yeah, yeah. Which are always my favourite thing. <laughs> so, four stars, more special effects than Star Wars. And that's from someone, uh, a, a magazine, I guess, or a paper called Miz, double Z, M-I-Z-Z. Okay. Another one, most spectacular sci-fi epic since Independence Day. <laughs> that was from New Musical Express. NME, really? Oh, is that? Oh, oh wow. Yeah, I never <laughs> thought about it like that. Is that what that means? Yeah. And then the last one is an electrifying fill thrill ride. Wow, I couldn't get that out. Uh, and that was Total Film. Really? Wow. Yeah. See, I don't remember. I don't remember it doing that well critically. I remember it like... Well, but, what do you reckon? You know, Critically it, on Rotten Tomatoes, only 84 reviews because it's like... You 25%. Said 27%. Ah, oh, so it was close. I was close. Audience score? Audience score's going to be higher because it always is. 58%. 24%. Whoa, no way! <laughs> that just... That tells you this is a shit movie. <laughs> uh, Okay, here's the, just the top critic. You know those little paragraphs. A galactic slump of a movie that stuffs its travel bag with special effects but forgets to pack the charm. Yep, agreed. True. It is utterly charmless. After seeing Lost in Space, my first impulse was to say it's been made by a bunch of sorcerers, apprentices, who didn't know how to tell a story with the high-tech tools, but why give an apprentice a bad name? Mm, I can't I say I sort of get that. Basically, yeah, it's made by people who had all the knowledge of the visual effects and had no knowledge of making a story coherent story i can see that these robinsons should have gone to therapy not space that one made me <laughs> yeah go. that's a good one yeah there's, there's got to be a line that's like i wish they'd stayed last <laughs> i'm trying to find a <laughs> a decent review <laughs> good luck <laughs> okay here we go uh from imdb hopefully this will a space adventure, a near miss. A near um, miss. That's a positive review. A near miss. <laughs> this one says, actually, I, I was quite that. surprised at how much fun I thought this movie was. And you know what? I think I think if you can turn off uh, a lot now, yeah, I, I'd be interested. What age would you think I'll show this to someone? Would George, your boy, like no, it? No, I'm not going to show it to George. No, no. Damn it! He won't understand. No, no, it's not for kids, is it? Because they won't understand it. But I think again, the bit in the middle was very scary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's quite. That's a little bit scary. So I just put the rise and fall of Matt LeBlanc. It's basically just making like a video game, though, isn't it? The whole bit on that spaceship with the spiders and stuff is trying to set up a video game to me. It looks like a PlayStation Two game. You know, where the spiders are all coming and like he's Scorp like doing yeah. it. Ch -ch 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 with the yeah. Scorpion King CGI. But I think mm. Scorpion King was after this. Was it? It was after this, yeah, because The Mummy was 99. Okay. But no, I didn't mean it like that. I meant that because he's like controlling, Will Robinson's controlling the robot and zapping all the spiders. Which is cool, which by is the way. Good scene. Which is very much uh, basically watching someone else play a computer game, isn't it? Very much, yeah. <laughs> like, which, you know, kids seem to like. My son spends hours watching YouTube videos of other people playing Minecraft. So I don't, you know. I don't get that. <laughs> well, you clearly do because you like this movie. <laughs> no, but I like. I think I stand by this movie, and I still think it's fun. I think it's big. It's proper done. It's colourful. You can't say it's. You know, there's a lot of explosions and. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I still, I still hold fond memories of this movie. I, I, okay. When you text me and I've said you hated it after the first two minutes, I thought, uh oh, we're in trouble. <laughs> I don't think it's just me who hated this movie. 
I don't think I don't think I'm alone, especially because it only gets twenty four percent from the crit from the audience on Rotten Tomatoes. So it's not just me. <laughs> yeah, no, you went. I think you're right. Bear in mind that's twenty four percent of people that watched it gave it above three stars, three stars or above, essentially. Like that's that's a low bar. I, I reckon I reckon a good twenty twenty percent of that twenty four gave it three. <laughs> I I think yeah. If we say I might put out on Instagram or not Instagram, Twitter. Is, if you think this is a good or bad film, I think a lot of people will not have yeah. good memories of it. No, like I say, it's it's. I didn't. I didn't. I wasn't in a a place where I hated a lot of movies at kind of seventeen years old. But I genuinely remember hating this movie, like, <laughs> and especially the monkey. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see, I can see why it's not made for you. I can, but to see that it didn't make get a sequel, I still think is criminal. No, it, it, I mean it clearly isn't because it, it made no money. No one liked it. Twenty four percent of critics thought it was three stars and above, whatever it is. Like it's it, obviously it was didn't do well at the box office. Wasn't critically acclaimed cost a lot of money yeah you're right audiences didn't of course it wasn't going to get a sequel <laughs> like, like, how was it ever going to get a sequel from that like it's quite obvious why it didn't i will fight for this film forever. i know you i know you're you're trying your best <laughs> i think it's a losing battle mate but you're, you're trying your best yeah you're right okay there's no sequel to this guys we've got to let it go when we say we i think i think me <laughs> Uh, I would love to know if there is people out there that do hold, you know, warm feelings about Lost in Space. The 98 version, we're not talking about the TV series, the old or the new. It's the movie, it's the Matt LeBlanc, William Hurt movie. If you think this is a good movie, reach out. Tell me. Dave needs to know if, if he you're needs disappointed, to check you never therapy. saw a sequel. <laughs> let me know. And if you had any ideas for a sequel, because that's not me, mine and Rich's space. We've told you what they were going to plan. Yeah, uh, yeah. We, I would have liked to seen. I would like to see them get lost a little bit more. The fact that in the sequel they said they're going to find Alpha Prime straight away. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't sound like there's is, a lot of being lost boggling. in space, does there? Because <laughs> the point of lost in space is that you are lost in space. I think. In the TV series, they never make it. I'm not quite sure they must. No, at some point. and that's I kind of found the TV series quite boring. I think quite after a while, it gets a bit dull because they're just on a ship in space being lost. Yeah, it's not about. It's finally the family accepting their situation and just happy that they're with each other. I think it's like yeah, it's not yeah. the the journey; it's the people you're with, kind of thing, and mm. uh, they. But the fact that they were going to go straight to the Alpha Prime and find more humans there and not be lost anymore and still be lost in space too still does boggle my mind. I mean, eventually, yes, in a third film, they could probably have made it home. Yeah, yeah. And I would like to have seen that. But well, here we are. That yeah. never happened. Well, it's a um, good start for Disenfranchised, Dave, I think. Yeah. It's always nice when we've got something to talk a lot about. and you know, Hopefully the next one we pick is a good one. Do you want me to press the button? Yeah, do it. Do it, do it, do Please it. Please pick a random name. This is what we're doing on the next episode of Disenfranchised. Uh... This is a good one. Go on then. Speed Racer. I'm down for this. <laughs> actually, I, I actually don't hate Speed Racer. <laughs> i got a story about Speed Racer. So yeah, next episode, next month, we'll do Speed Racer, Disenfranchised. <laughs> We'll watch this, 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 this <laughs> film. <laughs> Opinions will be had and said. Uh, Rich, can you see the nice people out while I get over this? Well, yeah, but you're already on another slice, so you don't really need much information. Oh, good point. I'm just angry. <laughs> Dave's got his head in his hands about Speed Racer. Um, but yeah, join us, join us in a month's time for another disenfranchised episode. Keep your subscription going to hear more box set med- mentality, more of disenfranchised. We will have a an interesting project coming up as well. Yes, that we can't talk about just yet, but will be coming soon. There'll be more reviews, more trailer breakdowns, more stuff on another slice. See you soon.
bye bye and here as i promised apollo 440 lost in space enjoy and it's me again uh, i thought i'll pop back secretly if anyone was still listening by this point uh, thank you for listening to this makeshift episode we really appreciate the support uh rich will be back next week if you already are a, another a slice subscriber we will be bringing you more goodness this month hopefully if not next month to make up for this we will try and squeeze in a review of the nun 2 at some point i really think rich got covid just to not watch the nun 2 uh, at this point he really didn't want to watch it so i really think it'll be funny if he he would watch it and then tell us what he thought about it i'm sure we can we can persuade him to do that especially if you guys make enough noise be like rich rich what did you think of the nun too because uh, uh, let me tell you he did not want to see it but i'm pretty sure he's not making the COVID thing up because who would say they they have covid for a fifth time that's crazy five times that man's had covid that can't be possible could it but here he is he will be back next week uh thank you for listening like i said i'm not quite sure why i'm still talking i'm talking like this because i think i have to talk over music when it's like this but who knows i i don't really know and i don't really know what to do because rich is not here to stop me talking so i'm just gonna keep talking is that what i do uh, yeah if you haven't already subscribed to another slice by this point the episode then Go, get to it go subscribe to another slice another slice forward slash unequal sequel uh, and you'll get this load more disenfranchised episodes uh, boxing mentality episodes our fight club episodes not fight club film club episodes see even when he's not here i mess up and uh, we, we do some trailer breakdowns and all other weird and crazy things over there so you, you'll get a whole heap of new sequel goodness anyway i'm now going to stop talking so it would make sense if i did stop talking so thank you for listening and see you next week i'm not quite sure what we're doing but it's going to be good bye bye your pain has just begun